Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoyed this message by Vince Gaetto. Wow. That was amazing. So, wow. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that night, uh, the, the speaker, Todd, he actually was very moved by, um, by Julia. Um, and there was a lot of kids that came up, but there was something about Julia. I think, it, I think it's just your, your vulnerability, just your, your, just, just your pure of heart. That like I really, I think touched him, but I think touched everybody in the room that night. Um, man, wow, it was such an incredible week. Uh, <laughs> there's, um, so one of my favorite shows uh, right now is The Chosen. And there's a part in The Chosen is about Jesus and the disciples. And there's a part where um, Jesus calls Matthew. And Matthew's a little... It's a little different than everyone else. And um, there's a, when Jesus calls him, uh, Peter questions it. And he's like, hey, like, are you sure about this? He's different. And Jesus looks at him and says, well, get used to different. And that whole week, <laughs> I felt like Jesus was saying that to me. He's like, hey, it's time for you to get used to different. And so I've been to a lot of camps. So for those who don't know me, I, don't know me, I uh, used to play in a band and we traveled around the country and I played at tons of youth camps. And yeah, like there was moments where, you know, like, okay, maybe things get a little emotional. Um, you know, there's a come to Jesus moment, you know, you know, at the kind of climax of the camp. And it's great. It's good. And th- those were great moments, but I had never seen anything like this. I mean, this was, this was wild. This is, I mean, the services were just as wild as anything that I've seen here or any other charismatic church, if not more, honestly. And I think some of the clips, you'd see that, you know, kids were just going up, praying for each other. I saw, I saw this kid, I passed by, and he literally um, had another kid sitting down, putting his legs up, and, and the kid was like trying to like pray, like, you know, leg, grow out grow out. And you just like walk by and you're like, oh my gosh, like this kid's going for it. You know, and her testimonies of a, of a girl, I think she was 12 or 13, like fell out in the spirit and like went up to heaven for about 20, 30 minutes. And you're just like, why, what? Like, like I didn't, I mean, yes, like there's no junior Holy Spirit, but there is a real, like there's a difference when you see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that, but when you start seeing it and seeing like the Holy Spirit come down on teenagers, you're like, whoa. Like, and you know, like, okay, like they want to look cool in front of their friends. They don't want to look, you know, they don't want to be vulnerable, right? Like you want to look cool in front of your friends. So when it happens, you know, like this is real, you know, like this is very real. And, and it's something that like really starts to, you know, start to challenge me. I, like even what Pastor Daniel was saying, like, wow, they're going for it. You know, and I'm thinking like, man, like, you know, what's my excuse for like not going all in, you know, like, like if they're doing it, why, why can I not do it? And so it was kind of crazy because it was kind of this um, kind of seesaw going back and forth of, you know, like, man, like I'm challenged. And then the enemy would come in and be like, oh, Vince, like you need to try harder. You need to be the, a more spiritual youth pastor. Like, what are you, you know, what are you going to do about that? And be like, oh, that's the devil. Like, that's the lie. Like, that's not, you know, and then it'd be like, you know, God loves me. And, and then it'd be like, oh, but 
you know, can I be the super spiritual youth pastor? You know, and it was kind of this uh, seesaw and it was just annoying, you know, like, I'm just like, ah, the enemy, like, I know what you're doing. And so um, one of the nights, you know, as I'm like experiencing this seesaw, this, uh, this five-year-old, I think he's like four or five, it was actually Pastor uh, Ben Diaz's uh, son. I'm the guy, I may have knew that. What? He was eight? You know, he's short. Oh, all right. Well, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> sorry, Pastor Ben, if uh, you ever watched this. Um, but anyways, it's still, still amazing. Uh, so uh, so he, um, he comes up to me and like, I mean, I haven't talked to him at any point. He just comes up to me. I've like, you know, never talked to him. And he, he says, hey, how do you spell R? Like you are. And I said like, um... A-R-E? And he's like, okay, thank you. And he like runs away and he like goes into his corner and he's like scribbling things, like, you know, drawing things, writing things. And I'm like, all right, I guess, you know, whatever. So he comes up to me in the middle of worship, maybe like five minutes later, taps me. And I look down and he's like, hey, I have this for you. And it's this little note. And I open it up and it says, you are great. And so I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Like, you are great. Like, look at this kid. Like, he's just so nice. And, you know, and, and I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, oh, I put it in my Bible. And I was like, that's nice. And, uh, you know, after uh, the week was over and I was just reflecting and I thought the Holy Spirit was saying like, hey, I'm, I'm calling the church into a new normal, a new normal. And, and a lot of times we, we have kind of our assumptions and experiences expectations of how the kingdom works. You know, you know, we can, you know, and have these amazing encounters in church, but, you know, like the grocery store, we kind of go about our day, right? At least for me, I'm, I'm kind of speaking for myself here. Um, and, but God's like saying, no, like I want the kingdom of God to invade every part of society, every part of your personal life. Like I want to be there. So I'm like, okay, God, yeah, that's cool. I, thought I already thought that, but that's cool. And he's like, well, I don't know if you believe that. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, that kid gave you that, that little slip of paper that said, you are great. I was like, yeah, that's cute. He's like, that wasn't cute. That was me talking to you. You were on this seesaw going back and forth, questioning your identity. And you, weren't, you, know, you were falling into self-doubt. And I sent him, I spoke to him because he has a prophetic call in his life. He's a prophet. Yeah, maybe he's eight, <laughs> but, but he is a prophet. And I sent him to speak to you, to tell you who you are. He doesn't even have, the, he can't even write the words, but it doesn't matter. He had the message, but you, but you didn't realize that because you just saw him as an eight-year-old boy. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. <laughs> so that made me start thinking like, oh my gosh, like maybe, you know, like I have to start looking at youth differently. And I mean, and there's one thing to think like, okay, like no junior Holy Spirit. But I started thinking like, man, what if Chris Valentin picked me out of a crowd? And you can imagine this yourself, you know, and, and hand you a slip of paper and you open up and said, you are great. You'd be like, oh my gosh, Chris Valentin, this amazing prophet of God, like has given me this, you know, or, you know, Sean Bowles or, you know, fill in the blank of any great prophet. It would rock your world. But naturally we think, oh, an eight-year-old, that's cute. You know, like, that's nice. And it, okay, it's cute. All right. So I'm not trying to make you feel guilty for that. But there's something much deeper that's going on that God's trying to do, that he is trying to unleash 
his glory all over our youth, all over our children. And so it really, like, it has to challenge our assumptions. You know, growing up, so I went to um, a Christian private school, and then I was homeschooled uh, because my parents were afraid to send me to public school. And, you know, there's good reasons for that. Um, (laughs) And I don't really, you know, I really enjoyed my time. But then eventually came time where they're like, you know what? Like, we're going to send you to public school. And I just remember being terrified, you know, because this has been built a public school, you know, <laughs> you know, the place where God barely exists. You're going to get ridiculed, you know, <laughs> you're going to get ridiculed. You're going to, everyone's going to look at you weird. And, you know, and there was this, you know, at the, maybe, I think maybe the last two weeks, I remember it to this day that just this like, all right, God, like that's, that's dumb. Like I'm going to survive, you know, I'm not going to let them like get me down. But what I realized looking back was I had this really defensive attitude you know, never, am, like, no thought crossed my mind, like, oh, yeah, I want to get some kids saved. You know, it never thought to me, like, oh, yeah, my biology teacher, I want to pray for him, and he's going to get healed. You know, I never, you know, thought never occurred to me that, oh, man, like, I want to cast some demons out today. And, you're, you know, we think about, like, wow, yeah, that's wow, that's kind of wild. But it's one of those things where like, you know, my parents, you know, they had this fear like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen when they go into the world? You know, what's going to happen to him? You know, is he going to be able to like handle temptation? Is he going to be able to like not be influenced by peer pressure? And all these are valid concerns. I, I have a daughter and oh my gosh, it, you know, it's, it stresses me out. So I, I understand. But there's a certain point where maybe like we need to challenge that assumption. And again, this isn't like a plug for any type of school. My wife did charter school. Like again, did homeschool, private school, did all. There's great things about all those. But I think there's an assumption that we have that like, oh my gosh, what's the world going to do with like, when my kids enter in? And I'm like, what's going to happen to them? But I think we got to change that assumption like, oh man, the enemy bearer, like just wait till my kid, wait till my kid goes to college. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Just wait till he lays hands on a professor, you know, a professor that knows everything and puts his hands on and they fall out in the spirit. You know, I heard this story of uh, Will Hart. Um, he travels with um, Heidi Baker and he was telling a story where there was a, a little girl um, that fell out in the Holy Spirit. She was maybe like nine or 10. And then right after she got out, she started laying hands on people. And then, and they actually started, like adults were falling out in the Holy Spirit when she laid hands on them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's a challenge there, right? And, um, and so the next day, he gets a phone call from the parents because the kid didn't stop. Like when she went to school, she started laying hands on all the other students and they started falling out in the Holy Spirit. And the, eventually, and I think this actually was a Christian school, which is you know, kind of funny in its own way, but and because the principal and the teachers were, were, were freaking out, they, they never, you know, it wasn't necessarily a, a charismatic school. So they were freaking out like, what is happening right now? Please pick up your kid. <laughs> we can't have them doing this to the other students. And so, and they come to pick up the kid and she's actually sobbing because, you know, she's like, Jesus told me to do it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just following what, you know, what Jesus was telling me to do. And, <laughs> um, and it's like stories like that, that like start to challenge us like, whoa, like Holy Spirit wants to take us into a new normal. 
a new normal where, you know, we're not waiting for kids to have, you know, some terrible thing happen to them, have this major crisis of faith that we steward them up. And part of that is to start seeing them like, you know, this is the next Lord Daigle. This is the next Sean Bowles. You know, they're obviously going to be their own person, but sometimes it helps to challenge that thinking. Like, wait a minute, like this isn't, you know, with my own daughter, Florence, like this isn't just my, my seven-year-old daughter. Like, like she's going to be a prophetic dancer that, that changes the world. And so like, when I start to see her that way, then it's like, oh man, like I have to parent her differently. And so the same thing with you too, <laughs> teenagers and you know, who are all in the room right now, like you gotta start to see yourself differently. You gotta start seeing yourself that like, you're not just a teenager, you're something more. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, this is challenging of assumptions. You know, we go in and we're like, oh man, like, and again, like, this is my testimony. I totally get it. Like, oh man, like, what are kids going to think about me? I can tell you this, like, if you take charge and you lead a revival in your school, yeah, kids might reject you for a second, but they're going to come right back. Because you know what's more attractive than anything else is someone who is confident on a mission from God. Because really, here's the big secret everybody struggles with insecurity, like crushing insecurity. And usually the kids who act the cockiest, the kids who act like, you know, they have it all together and the kids who like really want to push you down and, you know, tell you that, oh, you know, make fun of you. Those are the kids who feel the most insecure. And that's why they're doing it because they're trying to cover up their insecurity. So when you come out and you start seeing yourself as the next Catherine Coleman, you start seeing yourself as the next, next Joyce Meyer. When you start seeing yourself as a different type of person, the next Bill Johnson, the next Chris Valentin, you know, again, you're going to make your own. <laughs> you're going to make your own path. But this is just something to kind of break, you know, the, the the assumption of you know I'm just you know lowly, just lowly Vince here, you know, trying to make it through, just trying to survive. No, we're going to take the kingdom by force, right? So. <laughs> Let's blow it up, right? <laughs> uh, so to s- step into this new normal, we have to get comfortable with being weird. And what I mean by that is that a lot of the things that is normal in the kingdom is weird in the flesh, all right? When you, you know, see someone convulsing and, you know, or speaking in tongues, I get it. You know, you look at that and you're like, that's weird, you know. But it's really not weird. It's just you've normalized the weirdness in your own life, you know, like depression, you know, you know, you know, yeah, that's very weird. I love that. Very weird. It is weird. Uh, anxiety, stress, like these are things we normalize. And then when we see someone uncontrollably laughing, we're like, well, that's weird. Well, is it though? You know, or maybe you just aren't used to the culture of heaven. And again, I don't, (laughs) and I say that because I've been there. I don't say that in like a mean way or, you know, a snide way. I say like, that's what the Holy Spirit has spoke to me. (laughs) And so we have to step into different. We have to step into being uncomfortable. We have to step into uh, things that may seem, again, like just with this, this kid, like 
it wasn't this mountaintop experience, but it was something that God was moving and I would have missed it. I would have missed it if I hadn't checked in with the spirit and was really listening to like what he was trying to do. 